0: Howdy, howdy, and welcome to episode 235 of Keeping Up with the King. This is the Run of the Mills podcast. My name is Mike Mills. That's why the podcast is named what it is. Anyway, hey, uh, we are going through the book of Matthew. We're in Matthew chapter 23, as I'm sure you know. And we are in verse 29, as Jesus has been speaking to the multitudes about the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the day, right, the chief priests, and such, he's, uh, he spoke with them earlier. They challenged him. Uh, they were unable to, uh, they were unable to trap him in his words as they planned. And so at this point, Jesus is speaking to the multitudes, the crowds there in the temple courts, about them. So uh, we've read a bunch of these woes, woe unto you, speaking about these uh, the religious leaders and the things they were doing, and how he's saying, you know, to the people listening, like don't don't do the things that they're doing. Don't, don't do the things that they do. Don't, don't be like them. And I think that's important for us because uh, we don't want to be like them either. And this is something I think a lot of times people miss when they read the Bible. Uh, the warnings are for you. The warnings are for you. So when you read this and you say, Hey, there's warnings to the people present, don't think all oh, those warnings are for them. For some reason, People just don't think the warnings are for them. They hear these teachings or they read the Bible and they see warnings about false teachers. And yet they don't look for false teachers in their own church. They don't look for them. They don't look for false teaching in their own church. They have this strange idea that, oh, everything my pastor says is right out of the Bible. You know, uh, pay attention. Test all things is what Paul uh, encourages us to do. Test all things, not test things that you don't already think or you don't always already believe. That's easy. It's easy to test the kooky Bible teachers that are out there that you've heard of or that you've seen on YouTube or whatever else. And you're like, those people are whack jobs, you know, whatever. No, I'm talking about your own, your own teaching, your own teachers, your own beliefs, and uh, and yourself. Because, look, if there's a warning, it's for it's it's not for everybody else, right? Well, it is for everybody else. But it's also for you. So keep that in mind. So, all right. So let's keep that in mind as we read this. So Jesus says, in verse 29, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous. All right, so... He's saying, "Okay, look, you guys, the religious leaders, you are making a big deal about the prophets of old, right? The prophets of the Old Testament, the uh they're they're heroes of the faith." And he says, "Look, you are making you're making uh, fancy tombs for them and you're adorning monuments uh for the for the righteous people of the past, All right? So that's not that's not necessarily anything bad that he's saying, but Let's read on and see what they're doing. And he said, and say, right, this is what they say if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. So, this is again one of those things that I think we have to be aware of because I know I have done this many times myself, and maybe you have as well, or maybe you're doing it currently. I remember when I was younger thinking, you know, if I was in the garden and God said, hey, Eat of all the fruit of the garden, but don't eat from that one tree. I think I could have handled that. I would have done all kinds. I could have done other things. I would have gone and uh, played with a lion. You know, who knows? But in my younger years, I remember thinking like, man, you know what? I would have done better. But the truth of the matter is I wouldn't have done better. I probably would have pushed the snake out of the way getting to the tree to eat the fruit, you know. And the serpent says, Hey, eat I know, just like, shut up, serpent. I'm going to eat that. Get out of my way. So, uh, I I think we, not all of us, but some of us, tend to think that uh, we would not fall for these things that we see others doing. You know, when you read the Bible and you see somebody do something foolish, as I often say, stop and pay attention because you probably do the same thing because I do. So, He's saying, you know, they're thinking very highly of themselves, and, but not, not in an accurate light, right? He, they're saying, well, if we would have lived back then, we wouldn't have done what our fathers did. We wouldn't have killed those prophets. We would have listened. We would have accepted them. We would have listened. And he's saying, no, you wouldn't have. But he has evidence, right? So he says, you say, if we lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have partaken with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore, he says, you are witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. So he says, look, you're sons of them. You're, you're their kid You, your own words, you admit you are the offspring of them. And I think all, what he's kind of alluding to is here, you're not just like the offspring of them in this fact that they are your ancestors, but you're the offspring of them and that you are repeating their error. So, and, and I, uh, I think we can. I think we can come to a safe uh, conclusion with that as we read on. So, hey, let's do that. Let's keep, let's keep going. So it says this, uh, verse 31. He says, Therefore, you are witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents, brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city. That on you may come all the righteous bloodshed of the earth. From the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you have murdered between the temple and the altar. Surely I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. All right, so there's a whole... Mouthful there, but he's he's saying, look, you are doing the same things as your fathers, the prophets. Now, how can he say that? Well, we already know that they have been planning previously of a, of ways to kill him, right? So he's saying, look, God sent to you, your God sent to your fathers these prophets, and they were persecuted and killed, and and. They will, you know, they they persecuted and killed them, and now you're making monuments and saying, "Oh, we wouldn't do that. We're different," and you're doing the exact same thing currently. You are currently planning to kill him, and I'm sure at the time he was talking, they were thinking murderous thoughts in their mind, because he's been, um, he's been smashing them verbally here for quite a bit. So we know, right? We know that because it's told us previously that they want to kill him and he's saying look the judgment for all this will come upon this generation and I, and i believe that the fulfillment of that uh happened beginning probably around 70 AD with the destruction of Jerusalem and um eventually the scattering of the uh, the uh people of of Israel all over the place and the uh the mass killing of many of them and the religious leaders at the time understood that what roman what rome would do that the roman the roman uh, modus operandi was to if if there was an uprising of people was to kill the religious leaders because you kill the religious leaders the people fall in line and so that's one of their things when they're saying it's better for one to die than for many when they're speaking of the, when the high priest is is speaking of Jesus dying you know better for him to die than for all of us So anyway, all this to say that Jesus is telling them, look, judgment is coming upon you because you are guilty of the things you recognize your father's being guilty for as well. And this is the thing about hypocrisy, right? This is the crazy thing about hypocrisy. I don't know if you've ever considered this. I don't don't know if I've thought about this that much before. But hypocrisy in itself is self-condemning right? Because you're pretending to be something you're not. That's, that's uh, what he means by hypocrisy, the, the Greek word uh, hypocrites, meaning mask wear or actor. See, they're, they're acting like what they, they're acting as something that they think they should be, right? They're putting on a show of righteousness. They're saying, oh, look at me, look at me. See, they know how they ought to live. They know that the very act of putting on the show shows they know how they ought to live. And so if you're one of those people that you go to church and you put on a big show so that the pastor thinks you're a great husband and a great father and you're a jerk, or, you know, you put on a great show that you're this, you know, this godly woman, but, you know, you go home and, you know, scream at your kids and, and, you know, drink yourself silly on wine every night. You know, if you put on this big show that you're, you know, this godly teenager, but yet you are having sex with your, girlfriend or boyfriend, um, you're putting on the show. The The fact that you're putting on the show shows that, you know, you know what's right and what's wrong. And so this is the crazy thing about all of this is that the very fact that they're putting on the show shows that they know and it's self-condemning. So, Hey, let's not be that. Amen. God bless you. Talk to you next time.